According to UNAIDS statistics, 1.4 million people are living with HIV in Uganda. And 72% of these people are on treatment. In this current movement restriction, what is happening to HIV testing? How is counseling being managed? Is there access to drugs and food? What will the statistics be after COVID-19? These are some of the conversations we shall be having in our next podcast series. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name is Adi Fred Max. My Twitter handle is Adi underscore Max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. You can use that to send me your comments and feedback. Joining me today for this podcast is Canon Professor Gideon Biamgisha. Canon, you're most welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Oh, Mark, we thank you for being a part of our national uh, response team. Thank you for appreciating, Canon. Yeah, we need the information, we need the encouragement, we need the mobilization, everything you are doing is correct. Thank you, Canon, for the encouragement. Now, Canon, kindly highlight some of the challenges faced right now by people living with HIV. There are challenges that we are experiencing that were there already, uh, but have been made worse or more pronounced by by HIV, by, by, by COVID-19. Um, the, the, the most glaring one is the, the stigma uh, and the discrimination um, that uh, people face when they have a, a viral infection. The, the viral infection doesn't matter whether it is, a, a, is HIV or cough or covid um, you know, we, we find people hesitating to embrace us, to hug us, and not in a very good, friendly way, but uh, in a way that shows that uh, you are unwanted, you are, you are a liability. And some people even are going an extra mile to blame you for it. I've seen people, for example, connecting COVID with the uh, God-punishing immoral people uh, you know, we we are paying for our sins, uh, and if you are positive, and then you are also having COVID infection, or you are at risk, then that really increases anxiety uh, in your heart and uh, in your spirit. Yeah. Uh, so the stigma, the shame, the denial, the discrimination have always been there. Mm. But uh, but in time in in, in COVID times, uh, you you may find that uh, being uh, increased mm. um, when uh, you 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 lack transport when you 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 ask for people help and people are like yeah ni akutuma siri moyo you know to Australia to all to live so you may find some uh, people who are challenged by that and of course the the, the other challenge has been always lack uh, you know uh, challenges around access and adherence to treatment mm. uh, so that was a challenge before covid uh, but now it's going to be even more of a big challenge, given that some people are far from uh, the centers where they easily to take uh, to get their pills from, mm. and uh, the now the, the the transport is blocked. Mm. Uh, they, they, there is a curfew, there is a quarantine, there is a, 
a lockdown. So uh, if you are out of uh, your medicines and you are lacking uh, a sticker to put on your car or a good Samaritan to help out, you are likely to miss out of your fields and uh, then the resistance will catch up and then uh, we may lose the gains we had got uh, before COVID. Uh, testing, certainly, I'm, now, I'm not sure whether now people are being tested for HIV in such a situation. Um, and, uh, you know, when when there is a lot of redundancy, sex, term, sex uh, tends to be on the rise. So when people are uh, tempted to engage in sex without testing and without use of uh, condoms, mm. given that now I'm not sure condoms were were put as priority shops. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't say you you guys who are selling condoms, please keep your pharmacies open. Did, did they say that? No, they didn't say that. Uh, yeah, so you see, this person who was going to a duke and saying, Pau, Kwasplin, you know, they use <laughs> use another language. They don't say condoms. Those are impacted. And uh, so we, we are likely to see the, the, the safety measures, not, not even just against HIV, but also against unwanted and unprayed for pregnancies. Thank you, Canon. Now, Canon, what impact has all this had on the health of those living with HIV? You, you know, Mukuru, uh, Mukuru Mark. Yes. The biggest contribution to one's immune system and, and, and the health is protection from anxiety and stress. That's a very big boost, even before we talk about medicines. So once you are in a situation of worrying where your next meal is going to come from, uh, where you are going to get your next medicine if this thing that you, you got gets finished. That anxiety, that stress, that depression uh, stresses your uh, immune levels and uh, then the symptoms bec- you know, can be- come back. You know, you, uh, the immunosuppression you know, is lost. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there is likely to be a very big negative impact uh, unless uh, we we have on the national task force uh, people who have been selected from the PHA community so that they can bring such dimensions of health and care uh, into the perspective of the national task force to say, by the way, as we implement these guidelines, let's think of one, two, three, four. Me, I'm I'm telling you this because for 28 years, these are things I have lived with, negotiated, uh, you know, around, you know, um, even even in good times, you know, going to the pharmacy to get condoms was a hurdle. But now you can imagine now it's going to be even more of a big hurdle for people either who have not even disclosed to their partners, uh, or who have disclosed, but now the, the services are shut down. So that's the first thing. The other one is you know, around the nutrition. Nutrition, you know, you know, the, the, the levels and the quality have have gone down. Um, so many many homes, including mine, actually, we 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 take a meal uh, in the morning and then late evening, you know. Um, so, uh, people who have adjusted to 
one meter day, uh, I think it have uh, immunocompromises out of, and those who have, uh, who lack nothing at all. I mean, I mean, who, who don't have much. Uh, they have skipped meals for two, three days. I saw a video of a, a pregnant lady saying, I've had, I've not had food for three days. That's very sad indeed. She didn't say she was positive, but I'm sure there are many positive families that are passing through such challenges about nutrition. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the health is likely to be impacted on, on both how much access to food, how much access to medicine, uh, how much counseling are you getting, and uh, how much uh, support, psychosocial support is around you. The, the final contribution I would want to make uh, on this is that uh, there are things that may not happen now, but are likely to happen sooner than later. For example, most families, people who are positive or not, have exhausted their savings, have exhausted their earnings. Uh, and so people are, I think, worried. What happens when the schools open? Where will my, will my children be able to go back mm. to school, uh, to college, to institute? And, and that's something that is causing anxiety. Remember, most people living in HIV AIDS do struggle with employment, with, with jobs. But now with the COVID, that has been more pronounced. And um, I'm sure we are also likely to get more complications around people who have underlying underlying conditions mm. and you are not able to access uh, treatment, uh, testing, and follow-up the way you would have done if there was no COVID. Thank you, Canon. As we come to a conclusion, where does all this leave us? Considering the fact that Uganda had already made some good progress in the fight against HIV. Like I've said, we were, we had made gains on, on the three, on the three levels. We, on making sure that people test and uh, making sure that those who test are on treatment and making sure that those who are on treatment, uh, reach viral suppression levels. And you can now see COVID is likely to have a negative impact on all, on all the three. Um, it's also likely to have a negative impact on the prevention of mother-child uh, transmission uh, programs. Uh, so surely the, the, the challenge is, is likely to be there. But the what we would, uh, two, two messages. One is what I've already said that since we already have national uh, district level and uh, village level task forces on COVID, let them be mindful that those task forces include uh, champions who are either positive or discordant or personally impacted by the epidemic. Mm. You don't have to be positive to know the challenges around HIV as long as you are personally engaged, like now what you are doing. I mean, you are not doing it because you are positive, but you are consciously aware of these things. So they should look into their team and say, hey, huh, we have someone, do we have someone knowledgeable on children affairs? Do we have someone knowledgeable on HIV and AIDS affairs on our task uh, force? So that as we 
put uh, operations in practice, uh, they are age-sensitive as much as they are COVID-competent. You, you hear that? Yes. It is COVID-competent, but is it age-sensitive? Mm. And the people living positively. And then, of course, to my fellow champions, people living with HIV AIDS, uh, you know, uh, you may not prevent the birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from laying eggs on your, in, in your, in your, in your hair. So there is a personal contribution we can make, uh, even when we have challenges beyond us. Uh, we can make sure that, uh, we continue the vigilance around stigma and discrimination. We can continue the vigilance around making sure that we follow the safe practices we have already followed with or without COVID, uh, that uh, we know the safety measures, uh, abstinence, uh, mutual faithfulness with someone who is known to be negative. And if uh, one is positive or both of you are positive or both of you don't know each other's status, faithfulness has to be added on with uh, condom use, you know, so so that that cycle is complete. We are also called to remain vigilant on making sure that we have access and adherence to, to, to treatment. Uh, so when we have challenges, we don't uh, keep quiet. We raise them up either with our local community leaders or with our RDCs or with our the lines they gave us for the task force. Uh, they are open. So that contribution at personal level can be helpful to government efforts. Then on making sure that uh, we empower each other against uh, psychosocial depression, uh, not allowing anxiety and stress to rob us of the gains we have we have found around HIV treatment, HIV prevention, and HIV mitigation. So making sure that our spiritual uh, nourishment is is as catered for as our physical nourishment. Once again, thank you so much, Canon, for your time on the New Vision podcast. You remain blessed. Bless you too, Canon. Thank you for listening to the New Vision podcast. I've been speaking to Canon Professor Gideon Biamugisha. Find more at www.newvision.co.ug. My Twitter handle is ad underscore max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. You can use that to send me your comments and feedback. Thanks to Steven Senkava, who has made it possible to compile this podcast. Remember to wash your hands, maintain physical and social distance, and God bless you. You've been listening to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision.